Welcome to Mouse Geek Radio, where your hosts from two coasts, Mallory and Scott, embrace their inner mouse geekdom with you. Welcome to episode 16 of Mouse Geek Radio for the week of January 1st, 2018. I'm your host, Scott Barrett, here with my co-host, Mallory O'Brien. Mallory, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Woo! <laughs> How long does it take you to start dating things correctly? I mean, is it like a month, two months? Oh, that's a great question. It's probably like two or three months. Uh, everything's yeah. still 2017. It's a long time for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, oddly, I've been dating 2017 things, 2018 for a while. So maybe. Oh, you're all prepared. <laughs> I know. I've been screwing it up the opposite way. So maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll get it right faster this time. That's funny. That's funny. Hey, did you have a nice uh, a nice Christmas holiday? We did. We ate a lot. We had a lot of carbs, a lot of sugar. We talked about this before we started recording. And so all of us are feeling very lethargic and we are ready to hibernate unfortunately we are not able to so yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is a problem for us but how about you did your family have a nice holiday we did yeah we're the kids are off for the next two weeks so we've been just chilling and you know watching movies and playing video games and uh eating carbs and sugar <laughs> if, if we could hibernate through the month of january i feel like our lives would just be so much better yeah i wouldn't mind <laughs> That'd be great, right? It's cold. We're full of food. It's perfect. I know. We got plenty of blubber to get me through the month. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so this episode, we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions, and we're going to talk about them, you know, in a personal Disney sense, and I think uh, talk about some maybe resolutions we'd like to see Disney do. Right, and. Scott and I were talking, neither of us really make New Year's resolutions. Ah, uh, this is correct. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's not really our thing. So, to make it fun for us, we're going to Disney-fy it, you know, per the huge. Perfect. I'm going to let you start. Okay. So, let's start with some personal resolutions I have as far as the Walt Disney Company goes. And I was talking to you about this earlier. Mine are very surface. They're not insightful. It's not going to be some revolutionary type resolution, revolutionary resolution. Woo, that's hard to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this year, when we go to Walt Disney World, one of my resolutions is I have to try at least one table service restaurant that I've never had. That's my number one. Oh, that's a good one. Do you have any? Do <laughs> that's you, very important to me. Do you have any in mind that you haven't tried that you'd really like to try? We have, yeah, we have a dining reservation at Garden Grill, and I have never eaten there before. And I'm really excited about it because, you know, before I had a child, we didn't do a lot of character meals. Not that it's not that you can't. It's just 
you get more bang for your buck when you have a kid with you because sure. they're really into it. And, and character meals tend to be just, you know, more expensive if you're not really into characters. And me personally, it's not my number one thing. I'm, you know, riding food, rising food. Um, but for my daughter, she really enjoys the characters. Plus, um, they consistently get good reviews on the food. And it's a rotating restaurant within the Land Pavilion. And so I'm really excited to give that one a try. Because I recommend it to people all the time. <laughs> and I hope that I'm not lying to them. <laughs> I've never had somebody say they didn't like it, though. So <laughs> I'm really excited to try it for myself. And, um, I mean, on the same note, I, I really would like to revisit a restaurant that maybe I didn't like uh, the first time around. Maybe, you know, haven't had it in five or six years. I, w I would like to go back and see if anything has changed. And we are actually going to do that as well. Haven't been to Coral Reef in a minute. And I was not a huge fan the first time around, but I've had several friends say, you know, oddly, don't get seafood there <laughs> at, the, at the restaurant that's, you know, in an aquarium. Don't yeah, get the seafood. That's, so. back, that's a little backwards, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but they say, you know, get some of the land items that their steak and their chicken dishes are really good. So I'm going to try those and maybe I will uh, adore it. So we're going to see about that. Yeah, it's probably a good thing. You know, you come out of the coral reef after eating a nice piece of fish and you go into the aquarium and you say, well, I just ate your cousin. Nah, it probably just, not a good it thing. It feels wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you're staring into the eyes of your meal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, sorry, Nemo. <laughs> yeah. We don't eat clownfish. That's a joke, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you have for your All first right. personal disney resolution sure for me it is to uh to gain more uh, knowledge around walt disney world my walt disney world knowledge is lacking uh being a west coast person and a disneyland connoisseur uh talking to you on this podcast has made me realize that there are certain things with disney world that i lack knowledge in such as places to eat the history um certain you know details about attractions and the parks and resorts in general. So uh, I'm going to spend more time uh, reading and watching videos and learning about Walt Disney World. Well, that's really cool. I, I was just curious, what, like, what's your plan of attack? Are you like talking YouTube? Are there books that you're interested in? What kinds of things do you think you'll use to learn? Yeah, I, uh, it's a great question. My plan of attack first is to, to focus on resorts. So with that said, I'll probably, yeah, find a lot of videos on YouTube. Uh, there are some podcasts that I'm looking at starting to listen to that talk about history, for example, um, and try to find, uh, pick out episodes on different podcasts around the specific things I'm trying to learn. Uh, and also there's just a ton of blog posts and articles that people have written over the last decade about a lot of this stuff uh, with pictures and, and history and uh, you know, current current events and knowledge about these places. So uh, it's kind of like a, an online assault, if you will. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait until your book report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll write a novel about this. <laughs> you have to write a theme, like they say on A Christmas Story. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's your theme. Um, yeah, that's really neat. So I wish I had more knowledge about a lot of the history. Some of it, well, I wish I had it, but some of it, like, I'm not 100% interested in all of the history. I like some of it, but I don't, I don't care about some of the failed attractions and things that, 
even if I would have experienced them when they were around, I still wouldn't have liked them. You know what I mean? Sure. No, absolutely. <laughs> like when I when I look back on some of the videos, I'm like, I understand why that closed. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I I get it. But uh, but I do I love researching construction and technology. Love it. Um, I mean, I've I've written blog posts about like the construction of Spaceship Earth. That fascinates me. How they actually designed that whole sphere and they put an attraction inside it. I just think all that stuff is so cool. So some of yeah, some of the history is really fun to read about and learn about. See, so I, yeah, that's a fun assignment. I hope so. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I'm looking forward to sort of escaping in all of this uh, this detailed, minute information. So we'll see what happens. Okay. All right. What's so up? my next my next one uh, personal resolution is. I would like to stay at a Walt Disney World resort that I've never stayed at before. And I, I kind of have made it my personal goal to stay at all the Walt Disney World resorts at some point, or at least as many as I can. Um, and we are going to stay at one of the resorts I haven't stayed at before, and that is Art of Animation. Ooh. And I'm really excited about it. Um, I have recommended it to a lot of people. I have had a lot of you know, friends, family, clients who have stayed there, you know, I feel like I know as much about it as one could know about it without actually staying there. So this is the last piece of the puzzle. So <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to actually go and stay there. Uh, it's the newest resort on property still until some of the other ones come online. And I'm just really pumped to see all the theming firsthand finally, because I haven't really had a reason to visit it. Um, it's not like a deluxe resort where you can hop on a monorail or on a boat really easily. So now I actually get to go and see it and I'm really pumped about it. And I think that my daughter's really going to like it too. With the large icons, it's like so kid friendly there. The food court looks awesome and the theme is just way neat. So I'm pumped. That's a great idea. I, I like that you're trying to just do new things, things that you maybe, you know, you've been there a lot and there's still so much you haven't experienced. And so not going back to the, the regular same old, same old that you know works for you and just trying something different. I, I love that. We, I, I really try. I, I definitely have my favorites, definitely. But if I can, I really try to at least do a couple of things new every time. And I especially love experiencing new resorts, new restaurants, new attractions. Or, like I said, revisiting ones that maybe I didn't like before and see if my opinion has changed since then. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. That's awesome. Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to bring this around to food. I, all the trips that I go on, I tend to become a glutton. And, yes, I you know, I tend to believe you walk most of it off. But there are times where I'll feel tired and, and whatnot, and I really don't pay attention to what I'm eating. Uh, so my second resolution is when I'm in a Disney park, I'm going to focus on eating less churros, drinking less beer, and uh, maybe having a few more apple slices. <laughs> that is... I mean, admirable of you and also stupid. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. I know. I struggle with this one and I know it'll be the first one no, I break. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm proud of you because you'll you'll feel way better than any of the other park goers, including me. You'll be, you know, running around, having fun, have a lot more, you know, sustainable energy. And, uh, and then I will be just dragging my feet along because of all the junk that I'm eating. <laughs> You'll <laughs> well, enjoy your trip way more. <laughs> well, the energy, I think that's the big piece. You know, I've got 
gosh, I got teenagers now or one teenager and one soon to be a teenager and they go nonstop. They don't take naps. They don't want to go back to the hotels and you know, we don't want to separate from them. So I got to be able to keep up with them. And in doing that, I have to be able to have energy and, you know, drinking beer and having churros or too many sweets, uh, you know, you're up and down way too fast and too much and I can't keep up with them. So, you know, that's, that's, that's my goal. That's a really good one. And I cannot say that I'm going to also do the same, but (laughs) (laughs) no, I, I really try. I, I do eat a lot of junk while I'm at a Disney park, but I really try to balance it in some areas. Yeah. It's, it's not like it might, it might not be junk for every meal. Like I'm, I'm going to throw a salad in there every once in a while. And instead of all sugar all day, I'll have, you know, a pickle as a snack or something, you know, <laughs> and, and it does absolutely nothing for my caloric intake, but it makes me feel a little bit better <laughs> about it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> my, uh, final personal note is I, this is kind of cheating because it won't actually occur until probably 2019. But during the year of 2018, I would like to book a Disney cruise for my family to travel in 2019. Um, That's a good one. Thanks. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) I hope it works out. I love cruising and I just, I got to make it happen. And I think my daughter will love it. I think she'll adore it. So uh, I'm missing, I miss cruising and we got to make it happen. Yeah, I think your kid would, your daughter would really love it. I think she's she's becoming the age now where she'll just enjoy so much of the activities that are on the ships, uh, you know, let alone the stuff outside of the ship, but on the ship, you know, all of the kids' activities and parties and dress-ups and, you know, all that stuff. I think it'd be, she'd love it. Absolutely love it. Highly recommend it. Do it. Oh, yeah. You must do it. I this. know, yeah. We have to do it. And, you know, at that point, she'll be nearly five so that would be the age of, you know, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, um, as well as, you know, fully taking advantage of the kids' clubs on board, aka free childcare, which, you know, sign me up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and so I'm, I'm really excited about at least having something on the books. I, I want to, in, in 2018, I want to write it down and, and say, this is when we're going. Let's start saving. We're making it happen. Well, you got 12 months. You can do it. I know. I can do it. We can do it. We can all do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Number three for me. I'm sticking with food. I'm staying with food. Yes, you are. And uh, this this actually is inspired by my daughter. So my daughter, for the holidays, uh, really got into baking. She baked fudge with her. My, mom, my wife bakes fudge every year for the family and pe- peanut brittle and whatnot. And so my daughter got into it and she made macarons and she made her own. Um, those looked amazing. I was the photo that I saw. They tasted even better. I was, I was shocked. Yeah. Her first that is incredible. I'm so proud of her. So, so were we, it was her first time ever attempting them. And you know, they were a little misshapen and quite large, <laughs> but the, the, the outside sandwich pieces were absolutely perfect. They had the sheen and the nice little bite to them when you bit into them. The inside chocolate ganache that she made was a chocolate mint ganache was absolutely delicious. Uh, I'm still eating them. And uh, <laughs> uh, that, I, I mean, that's that is no joke. That's one of the hardest things that any baker could try to make, especially as a youngster like her. So I'm 
I was amazed. Yeah. I'm very impressed. I joked with her. I told her it was beginner's luck, and she's got to do it again for me to believe <laughs> that she's good oh, at it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway. Next, so, you're doing a souffle. Exactly. Uh, anyway, this has inspired, uh, inspired me uh, to make a resolution with her as something that we can do together to make Disney food at home, such as Dole Whips and my wife's absolute favorite Disneyland meal, jambalaya. Uh, you know, make, figure out how to make our own Tigger Tails and decorate them. Uh, and, you know, find cookbooks. There are Disney cookbooks out there uh, and make the recipes of the foods that we enjoy in the parks and to do that together. That is so much fun and a great way to sort of, you know, force family time in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I cannot wait to see photos of this. Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> I know. I got to I got to create an Instagram account for this. <laughs> that. That would be awesome. I love making Disney-inspired dishes as well. My daughter, I mean, she likes to quote-unquote help in the kitchen, a.k.a. I'm sitting there saying, you know, please don't cut yourself. Stay away from the flames. Don't do this. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> being a nervous wreck. But, you know, eventually she'll get to be more involved in the kitchen, and that'll be super fun. So I can't wait to see all the things that you guys try. All right. We will, uh, we will post pictures, absolutely. It should be fun, and I'm sure I'll put on another 10 pounds this year. I know we keep talking about food. I can't stop. Oh my goodness, it's bad. <laughs> All right. Now we have to move on to our Walt Disney Company resolutions. Like if we were the Walt Disney Company, um, whether it has to do with, you know, Disney parks, Disney films, um, acquisitions, whatever, what would be our resolution as the Walt Disney Company for 2018? This is something we want to make happen. What uh, you go first? Okay. Well, these are hard. I had a a, a large list, and I had to to, to, to whittle it down. Uh, and there, <laughs> a little bit of personal bias, I think, comes into these. Obviously, um, I think the first one for me is I'd like to see more original films put into development. Films like Coco. Um, you know, we've got the Avengers coming up. We've got we've had all these sequels over the years. You know, Cars and Toy Story and. And all of that. But then Coco came out and we watched that and it blew us away. And I keep thinking, man, they've got really talented folks in, in the film departments, whether it's Pixar, Disney Animation. I would like to see more original, heartwarming, hearts, you know, just wonderful storied films. You know, Moana was another one. We absolutely love that film. Uh, and again, it was an original. It wasn't a sequel. It wasn't a prequel. You know, I'm hoping that this happens with Star Wars. Uh, you know, they got the Han Solo film coming out and they're talking about a new trilogy. But again, it's it's sort of the same storylines. It's the same universes. I want to see original films. I think that is an excellent resolution for the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> and 100% agree with you about just being so excited when they come up with a totally brand new intellectual property, brand new characters, new story. We get to learn about this other world that we know nothing about. Well, you know, although that we all are huge Star Wars fans and Marvel fans, we all have info and background about those universes. And and it's really cool when something fresh comes to the theaters that we know absolutely nothing about and we're all learning together about the new world. Yep. And you're right. There's so many talented writers, especially with Disney Pixar, you know they have some wonderful ideas ready to go. And I, I'm sure it's really hard to get those funded and to get those moving forward. 
because they don't know if it's going to sell or not. But I really hope that they get pushed forward. Yeah, I'd like to see them take chances. I mean, you know, they're they're making money. They've got money in the bank. You know, I understand you're going to hit and miss, but I'd like to see them take chances. That's what Walt did. What would Walt do? Exactly. We don't really know, but he did take more chances. <laughs> he, he failed a lot, you know. He there were some flops. Yeah, absolutely. And that is that's how he was able to show, you know, his creativity. Yep. Okay. Um. Let's see. My first one is also film related, and it has to do with Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. I know. I know the. The most recent film, The Last Jedi, has caused some issues among Star Wars purists and uh, just um, of the whole Star Wars community. And although Episode Nine doesn't release until 2019, I know that 2018 is going to be all about their screenplay and they will probably film most of it throughout this year. So what I want for them to do is to listen to the fans <laughs> um, and listen to the new fans and tie up some of the loose ends <laughs> and well, all the loose ends and give the fans ultimate satisfaction. When episode nine comes out, I want them to just blow us away and all the things, all the plot holes, all the things that everybody's bothered about. I want it all to just click to make sense and us to cheer for them. And be so proud that episode nine ended in the way it does. <laughs> that's what I want. That's a good one. You know, oh man, that's a good one. And I'm torn on it because I'm such a big Star Wars fan. And I watched The Last Jedi. And, you know, I don't want to spoil anything. I enjoyed it. I did have issues with certain points in the plot. Some of them the same as what people are complaining about. Some of them different. But as an overall film, I didn't enjoy it as much as like Rogue One, for example. Rogue One, I absolutely loved. And I watched it the other night on Netflix again and came away with just, you know, a smile on my face. Yeah, so, yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> I mean, they're, you know, they're messing with a huge part of culture. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's people's, people have been, you know, dealing with Star Wars. Like, you know, for example, me, I was born the year the first one came out. You know, New Hope came out in 77. And I love those films going all the way up. And then, you know, I introduced my kids to those films. And, it's, you know, everyone's like that, you know, in the world is, is done this with Star Wars. And so it definitely has a magnifying glass on it. And uh, I, I, I certainly wouldn't want to be the guys writing the scripts or directing the film. Because I don't think anything they do is going to rub somebody the wrong way. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, that's a good one. I really, I enjoyed The Last Jedi. There were some things that were a little bit cringy for me. Um, there were some moments that just surprised me. I didn't expect, uh, especially with the humor. I did not see a lot of that coming. And so that was new to me. I was like, what? what's going on? This doesn't feel like a Star Wars film. But it didn't bother me that much. It didn't ruin the film to me. And there were a lot of surprising moments that I really loved about the film. And I thought, it was, I was like, okay, good on you for not being predictable. Uh, there were some, you know, a couple of twists and things that it was obvious that the writer and director was like, you know what? No, we're not going to do what you think we're going to do here <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> and okay, I get it. I, I understand they're trying to, um, you know, breed a new generation of fans with a new group of characters. I get it. 
But in the same token, I really want that that satisfaction <laughs> in episode nine. I really want them to just pull it all together and um, give us that, you know, Breaking Bad season finale. That's what I want. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, where it's just like, ah, ultimate satisfaction. Everything happened the way it was supposed to, even if it's not a, quote, happy ending. It just ends the way it's supposed to end. Um, that's what I want, and I want that to happen in 2018 with the screenplay. And, um, yeah, and listen to the fans a little bit. That's what I want. That's a good one. I like that one. Well, I hope they're listening. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. You know they are. <laughs> All right. Uh, number two for me. Um, this this takes us back to Disneyland, uh, California Adventure. So they're working on Pixar Pier. I'd like to see them make it the best thing they possibly can imagine. Because if they don't, I think it's going to fail. And I think a lot of people are going to be very upset with it. Um, I'm nervous about it. I got to yeah. be honest. I'm extremely nervous about it. So, you know, I hope they don't turn it into... <laughs> I, I just, I hope it's not a joke and I, you know, I hope it's, I hope it's done extremely well and it's not just, I'm, I'm trying to think like what has Disney done in their parks recently that has been a joke, you know, like <laughs> that depends who you ask. Right. <laughs> I mean, some people would right. say the guardians of the galaxy ride on tower of terror is a huge joke. Uh, however, I think it looks awesome. However, I think it looks awesome. And people I know that write it for the majority of them absolutely love it. Um, but and like uh, Pandora, that you know, initially everybody was like, "What? Why? Avatar? We don't care about Avatar yeah, exactly. in the world." And then you walk into Pandora, and you're like, "I get it. Oh my gosh, this is incredible. This is amazing. I buy into it." I feel like the Imagineers are going to do the same with with Pixar Pier. I hope so. Like I hope they do. I, I <laughs> hope know? so. Yeah, exactly. I hope so. I hope the theming all blends in with what they've done down there on the pier. Um, I hope it doesn't feel like a giant advertisement. I hope it feels like, it, you know, something organic, something that is there, something that, you know, when you go there, you go, wow, this is awesome. And you don't remember what it was like before. That's what I'm hoping. Like, so, another example, Starbucks. Everyone went psycho when the announcement was made that Starbucks was going to be entering Disney parks. And it, it's nothing. I mean, tiny little sign. It fits in perfectly fine with the main street areas doesn't look that much different than the Main Street Bakery did in the beginning. I have no issues with it. Spot on. It's a great example. So, I mean, I hope, I imagine and I hope that with Pixar Pier, they do the same thing. They don't make it too, you know, cheese ball. <laughs> like you said, make it fit in with the theming. And I, I think they will, right? I mean... I think they will. I mean, the models I've seen show promise. Uh, you know, so we'll see what happens. I guess just the name is what makes me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not like, you know, in, Ho in Hollywood studios where they're building, you know, what is it, Pixar Place, Toy Story Land, whatever you want to call it. Toy Story Land. Right? It's yeah. like, it's a whole new land. It's, you know, ground up. This is this is very much feeling like an overlay. So, you know, I just hope they, they, they put their best foot forward. Okay. Yeah. I hope they will. I think they will. I'm rooting for them. And I hope they don't. We're all rooting for you. Well, exactly, but I hope they don't listen to to the internet because the internet, you know, there's a lot of naysayers out there, and I hope like they have with Starbucks and like they have with all these other things that you brought up, uh, they do what they think is best and what they feel is best, and uh, and then just put it out there. Well, uh, since you mentioned Toy Story Land, my next resolution for the Disney Company is 
I hope they have a freaking awesome counter service location when they open Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios. That poor park has zero good counter service locations. I mean, they're okay, but none of them are that good. Um, they have some good table service restaurants, but counter service is seriously lacking in that park. And I have seen some concept art of the new counter service location. I don't know what's going to be on the menu, but I hope it just blows us away. I hope that everything they serve there is just excellent. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be anything cool. I mean, it could be another burger place. Just make them really freaking good burgers, you know? <laughs> like, uh, I just, that park desperately needs it. So, yeah, that's my little bit of a, a surface resolution, but that's one of the ones that I feel like needs to happen. I'm totally on board with that, and I hope they serve breakfast. We went there over the summer, and that was the hardest thing to find there for us, like, was to find good breakfast for, that was just walk up, get breakfast, and walk away uh, that morning. Um, so, yeah, it'd be great. great no, <laughs> we used to go to Rider Stop for that, and they closed it. Yeah. They had excellent pastries and sandwiches, and I always eat a carrot cake cookie there, you know, health. Um, but, yeah, Starbucks ends up being one of the only places that serves breakfast there. Because Starring Roll's closed as well. So, yeah. you know, we we need some help, Hollywood Studios. Give us some food. There you go. Open some things. Please. Quit closing things. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully that's their that's their resolution in the next year or and two, right? Is just to keep building and building and building. Yeah. Uh, and that was, you know, one of the bummers was when they redid Toy Story Pizza Planet into Pizza Rizzo. It, I mean, the theming changed. The food is identical. I mean, the food is still no bueno. So oh, that is a bummer. Like, uh, they really could have done something with that. <laughs> but uh, hopefully in the Toy Story Land area, we're going to get some awesome new food locations. All right. My last one. Um, hopefully this isn't too controversial, but uh, I would like to see them make a resolution that 2018 is the year of no Frozen anymore anywhere <laughs> no Ooh. no new frozen anymore uh yeah. i am i am burned out on frozen i you know we purposely waited to see coco uh because of the frozen sort of i don't even want to call it a uh, i don't even know what it was it was like a half a film it was so long and people talked about it and i didn't want to take my kids to go see it because i didn't want to sit there for a half hour watching this thing luckily they removed it from the front of the film uh and you know, we went to go see Coco, and it was one of our favorite films of the, of the year. Uh, but I'm just, I am burnt out on Frozen. It is Frozen this, Frozen that. We see it on TV. They had the holiday special. They had this thing. It's just everywhere. And, you know, we're going on years now. And I just, I want to see 2019, the year of no Frozen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or 2018, <I> sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand where you're coming from. Um, it's way oversaturated. Um, kids still go bananas over it. So I don't, you know, we know it's not going to go away, but I agree that I hope that things aren't, um, added to the parks and resorts and cruise lines at this point. Um, we don't, we don't need any more. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's dive into some other intellectual properties. Like what about Moana? What about Coco? Some of the other, um, really excellent films that maybe are underrepresented that, definitely have a fan base let's bring some of that into the parks um yeah we 
we're almost maxed out on Frozen, I think. All right. Well, I'm <laughs> glad we're on the same page. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I'm still going to go meet Anna and Elsa every time we're there. I'm still going to ride Frozen Ever After. I still, I still think it's awesome, but I don't, I don't need anything else. Like we're good. <laughs> yep. Yep. Make it more passive, please. Just make it more passive. <laughs> That's it for me. Uh, all right. My last one has to do with Walt Disney World transportation. Ooh. I want, yeah, I want in 2018, I want a combo. I want them to commit to adding more motor coaches to the fleet so that the buses really do show up every 20 minutes <laughs> to get you to whatever destination um, and or extend the minivan service to all the resorts so that wherever you're staying, you have the opportunity to use the minivan's service. Just whatever they can do to help improve transportation, minimize the amount of time you're standing at a bus stop waiting in line wait i mean disney knows this more than anybody if you're waiting you're not spending money so um you're getting disgruntled guests get us to the places where we need to go to spend our money um and i i want them to put more time and resources into that amen being someone who waited for an hour for a bus at their fancy dancy beach club resort over the summer because everything was being taken by the yacht club uh <laughs> i was very upset and uh, I'm totally on board with better transportation. We didn't have the minivans at that point. And you just mentioned the minivans don't go to all resorts. Uh, what, what is the percentage of resorts it goes to? I wasn't aware of that. Uh, minivans are currently only at deluxe resorts and the deluxe villas, the DVC resorts. Ah, okay. So um, one of the loopholes is if you've stayed at a deluxe resort in the past – and you're going back to stay at a moderate or a, or a value resort, you can you still have access to the minivan service. Um, because in order to activate it, you have to have a cast member at the front desk enter a code oh. into your Lyft app, basically to grant you access to the service. And um, as long as there haven't been any um, huge updates, you still have access to it um, later on in the year. So I know there are several people who maybe, you know, we they'll stay at Boardwalk for three nights and then uh, a couple months down the road, they're staying at Port Orleans and they still are able to use the minivan service because it's still in their app. Um, but um, I, I'm I'm just hoping that they, they roll it out to all the resorts. Um, fortunately, at most of the value resorts, bus services are really good. Um, so you don't need them as much, but it's really handy for a resort to resort transportation because that is not easy to do uh, through the bus system or any of the other forms of transportation. So um, I think, yeah, everyone should have the opportunity to use that uh, at some point, unless the buses are, you know, they're going to greatly increase the number of buses to where it makes it easy for you to get between, you know, point A to point B. I think that's a great what resolution. Uh, I think everyone who visits the parks. Uh, would be on board with that one. <laughs> I know. And again, you know, I, I'm sure it's they're they're weighing their costs and trying to figure out exactly this is, you know, X number of buses is going to cost this much money. But when, you know, customer satisfaction should be way up on the list. And in addition to that, it's 
being able to spend money. <laughs> and again, if you're waiting for a bus and you're mad at the Walt Disney Company because you're waiting, you're not going to spend as much money. You don't have the opportunity to spend any money that way. That's why FastPass Plus came along in the first place. They wanted you out of line so you can spend more money <laughs> sure. on merchandise and food. Same thing with trying to get to the parks. I'm, I'm just trying to get to the place where I want to give you more of my money. <laughs> sure. So uh, hopefully they can get us there better. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I, I'm sure, you know, obviously the transportation doesn't make them a lot of money. It's probably a loss leader on the books for them. But I think it's one that's worth it. I think you get people in the parks happy um, and you get people in the parks efficiently. Like you said, they're spending money. So at the end of the day, it kind of makes up for the loss that you're, you may incur with transportation costs, maintenance, gas, etc. Oh, yeah. So bring it on. More buses. More buses. Yeah. Same thing, you know, Disney Magical Express. That's, um, all that is contracted out. It's not even, it's not even Disney service. But that, having that service there is a huge help in, you know, ensuring that you're getting guests to stay on property. By saying, when you arrive at the airport, we are going to take care of you from that moment until you get back to the airport. That encourages guests to stay on site. Um, and again, to spend more money with them. So uh, um, they know what they're doing. Just uh, just help us get there faster. Well, that's a great one. Hopefully they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, again, they don't give a toot about what we have to say. But it's fun for us to get it off of our chest. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other personal resolutions or any Walt Disney Company resolutions, honorable mentions? Yeah, I had one I'd written down um, that kind of went with my first one when I talk in personal about new things with WDW, uh, Walt Disney World. Uh, it's more of a just a Disney in general immersion in my daily life, sort of, you know, it keeps me happy. So more Disney music while I'm working. I, I really enjoy the attraction and, uh, you know, just uh, environmental uh, sound loops, um, if you will. It's like listening, almost sometimes it's like listening to classical music when I'm writing code or getting work done. It's just, uh, you know, there's no words. It's just great instrumental music. Um, watching more YouTube videos with the kids of things like parades and shows, uh, both past and present. You know, there's not a lot of parades and shows we watch in the park for various reasons. Um, <clears throat> and so watching those at home with the kids, watching things that don't exist anymore, um, kind of goes with the history, uh, resolution. So just kind of doing that more on a, on a, you know, when I can. I love it. Um, I, I had written down something similar. I mean, it seems like our lists are very similar, <laughs> um, <laughs> because I did, I asked for a couple of Disney books for Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh, one uh, regarding the Disney Cruise Line, one regarding Walt Disney World. And it's just, you know, another opportunity for me to continue to study <laughs> and to, um, you know, brush up on my knowledge and to make sure that, you know, within my job and just within my personal life, I just enjoy learning about it and knowing about things uh, as far as those vacation destinations go. So that's, you know, it's really, it's just fun for me. <laughs> um, just to to learn all about it and i learn something new every day and with every book i get or every youtube video i watch i'm just constantly learning new things about the disney parks and i love it that's wonderful there's a ton out there to learn i mean it's just so much <laughs> i know you feel like you might be an expert and then you come across somebody 
who knows a million more things than you'll ever know, and you feel like just an idiot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say idiot. Maybe, like, I feel like a kid. <laughs> a little ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's so fun when you meet, like a, like, a super Disney nerd, especially as far as history goes, and you hear some of the stories they tell and the things they know, and you're like, holy smokes. I had no idea. Those are fun people to talk to. Absolutely. There's a lot of hidden stuff. There's a lot of things that have been forgotten or, you know, aren't talked about anymore. Uh, things that existed 20, 30 years ago. And, uh, yeah, you're right. You find people who know all that stuff, like the back of their hand. It's it's pretty amazing. It's, it's crazy to me, too, that there are not that many people still alive who actually knew Walt the man. Sure. And that's kind of sad to me to think about the fact that, you know, probably within the next decade, people, everybody will, I don't know, am I, I don't know if it's a decade or maybe longer than that, all the people who actually knew him and spoke with him will have passed at that point. And that is really super weird to think about that, you know, I want to, you know, pull all those stories from their heads. I want to hear everything that they learn. I want to know more about Walt the man. Uh, I think I'll, I love listening to podcasts or anything that has to do with some of the Disney legends, some of those Imagineers that worked directly with him, those are really cool to listen to. They really are. And those, like you said, those people are, are I mean, they're, you know, I hate to say it, but like a dying breed, right? They're almost extinct with the direct connection. And so you lose that, you just, you lose that direct connection uh, to, to him and to what his, his beliefs were and what his visions were. And so, you know, everything becomes secondhand, thirdhand. And <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it is sad. Um, but luckily, there have been a lot of good folks who do podcasts and video casts and blogs and vlogs and all that that have, over the last decade, interviewed a lot of those people and, you know, hopefully, you know, for historical reasons, uh, gotten a lot of good content that they're sharing with everyone. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to going out and finding a lot of that stuff. Well, you have to you'll have to teach me because um, that sounds hard to learn about but <laughs> so you'll, you'll have to share with me what you learn <laughs> you will be the padawan <laughs> yes i will be <laughs> wait is there reading involved because i'm not down with that <laughs> i'll have to write a software that'll read it to you <laughs> <laughs> books on date there, there you go Thanks very much for joining us on this episode of Mouse Geek Radio. You can connect with us by visiting mousegeekradio.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Mouse Geek Radio. Also, if you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to click that subscribe button to be notified when we post a new show. And if you'd leave us a review and rating on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to contact either of us personally, you can find Scott on Twitter at ST Barrett, and you can find me on Twitter at Mallory O'Brien. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.